and welcome everyone to another episode of Rob Genius Podcast. And we're like a day late and a dollar short, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, because this is Saturday when this is coming out here, and my apologies, just got a little busy, couldn't finish it. But here we are, and we are one week of January in the books. And here's the hoping that 2022 doesn't fly by like 2021 did, or at least. Well, it depends. I mean, if, it's, if it ends up not being a good year, then, <laughs> then let's get it out of here, right? But um, let's hope that it is a good year that does not fly by. Yeah. And so I've got some stuff to get to here. And I'm in the car, and I'm on my way to Starbucks. And But anyhow, um, yeah, the NFL season is almost over. I think it's a... Uh, the last weekend of the season coming up here, which means one more weekend to watch my beloved Washington football team probably take an ale. And, uh, because it's just, well, six and six, we barely knew you. <laughs> it was fun getting to that point in the season where, you know, we, we kind of fooled ourselves into thinking, oh, we might have something here. And of course we did not. And now we are, of course, doing the thing now where we regroup for next season. I'll get to that later. But, um, now I talked a lot about Aaron Rodgers last week. So, I guess I should be done talking about Aaron Rodgers, right? Well, no, I'm not. Because, well, okay, Boomer Esiason, former NFL quarterback, uh, came out and said he had a source that was claiming that Aaron Rodgers would boycott the Super Bowl if Green Bay made it there and there was you know, vaccine mandates or something. Which is, I mean, come on. Now, first of all, the NFL does not care. Okay, the NFL does not consider anyone irreplaceable. Right? I mean, look, when, when, when you walk into the team facility from the, day, from the first day you arrive, they might as well have you know, Beyonce playing in the background, you know, <laughs> to the left, to the left, right, I mean, <laughs> I mean, pretty much, but, um, yeah, they, they don't care, bro, and if by some chance they do, you're not going to make it into that, you're not, you're not going to boycott, and you're not going to make it into the game unvaccinated, you know what's going to happen, you're going to cave, All right, that's what you're going to do, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, you are going to cave. You are not going to be out here, you know, outside the, the stadium with a picket sign or something, talking about I ain't want, to, I didn't want the jab, so I couldn't play. You know, it, no. All right, if your team makes it to the Super Bowl and you got to choose, get vaxxed or don't play, you're taking the needle, brother. We know you are. And if you still try to refuse, the NFL is going to slap a bag over your head and take you to a black site somewhere, and they're going to vax you themselves. Either that or maybe they'll just put the fix in so you guys don't get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm joking. Mostly there. I don't know. No, seriously. They, they would not put the fix in because a not insignificant part of the NFL's popularity is tied to gambling and if you completely screw the integrity with the gamblers then yeah so they're not going to put the fix in to keep Green Bay out of the Super Bowl you know or but you know of course then again you know there's the old saying that I learned from my man Steve was understood need not be explained so the referees just might call it a little tight that day against the Packers. <laughs> okay. And they don't need to be told. They don't need to have the arm twisted. They just, they know what must be done. <laughs> but yeah, um, look, he's a dope. And I guarantee you, Aaron, unvaccinated Aaron Rodgers playing in the Super Bowl is not a thing that's going to happen. Um, unvaccinated Aaron Rodgers boycotting while the 
Aaron Rodgers, less Green Bay Packers get their asses kicked in the Super Bowl is not going to happen either. Okay, you, I'm I'm calling my shot here. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. All right, but that ain't happening. If he, either he's going to get the shot and play in the game, or they're just not going to make it there. And, you know, the the there may, there may be a thumb on the scale <laughs> somewhere along the line. But um, enough of that. All right, so before we get going here, um, well, one of the the upside to being late finishing is that you get all the news in for the week. And unfortunately, some of the uh, Sydney Portier passed away, 94 years old. He had a good long life, so there's that. And he was one of the just icons of black actors in Hollywood, and I think he was the first black actor to win an Oscar. And he has been considered just, you know, again, an icon, an idol, a mentor to a lot of black actors and actresses along the way. Man, he was an activist. He was active in the civil rights movement. He inherited from Belafonte um, and others, of course. But they were, you know, particularly known for being actors who were also activists. Um... Now I'm not, you know, I, I have not watched a whole lot of Sidney Poitier movies, um, so I, you know, I, just, I don't have that connection with him. Um, I do remember uh, when Denzel Washington won, finally won the Oscar for Best Actor, and that was one. Of, and it was funny because, well, he won Best Actor, Halle Berry won Best Actress, and they gave like a Lifetime Achievement Award to Sidney Poitier, um, and I mean, it was pretty clear. And obvious that that was like hedging their bets just in case Denzel didn't win, right? And <laughs> and he even you know and you know when Denzel gave his speech, you know he talked about just being you know following the footsteps of Sidney Poitier and then you know how I think Sidney Poitier was his mama's favorite actor, so he's, you know and he's like well I finally get an Oscar. It's on the same night they give an award to you. <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, but then they saluted him and they saluted each other and it was great. But, um, at least, you know, he was 94 years old. He got a chance. To, he got all the accolades. He, well, he didn't get all the accolades he deserved, but he got, he lived long enough to get, you know, acknowledgments from people all around. Um, we can say that he did indeed get his flowers and we can be thankful for that and so um, we thank you for everything and you know rest well we will see you on the other side sir and now we'll get into the rest of the show here alright and um, well the NFL news a couple things going on here. Uh, one involves one Antonio Brown. Um, <coughs> and unfortunately, Mr. Brown seems to have gone a little bit um, wacko. Um, so he got up and left basically during the game this past Sunday. And you know, there's some video clips and memes being made out of all that and everything. Um, there's some controversy over what exactly happened. I mean, the coaches there made it sound as if, you know, he said, screw you guys, I'm going home. <clears throat> and, you know, there's been some counter stories that they wanted him to go back into the game injured. And he was like, no, nah, not really, because I'm injured. Right, and there's some back and forth or whatever. <clears throat> right. And I don't know. I have no idea. And right now, I don't think anybody does know exactly what happened out there. Um, we're getting, you know, different versions of the truth, so to speak. Um, yeah, and some people are saying, well, man, it's probably got CTE. 
Um, <clears throat> I mean, he probably does to some extent, but to just jump out and, you know, put it on CTE, I think is, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> because it could be something else. And we're kind of lumping, you know, all erratic behavior, it seems, in under the banner of CTE for NFL players. Um, and we're going to find out that's not the case, right? Uh, it's going to be something else for some guys. Or some people are just assholes, <laughs> right? I mean, and like each one of these things is case-by-case basis. Um, <coughs> you know, and some people are pointing to... Like a hit he took a few years ago in a playoff game from Vontez Perfect or something. I think this guy's name, but he basically guy was known for being super dirty, and you know he got basically a dirty hit during that game. And you know some people are saying it hasn't been the same since then. I don't know. Um, I think. Ooh. I don't know. I just... I don't know. I mean... <clears throat> I think... We don't care enough about the well-being of these players, regardless. Um, whether he... Is suffering the effects of some football induced thing or whether it's something else or he's just being a jerk I I, I, I don't know I don't know and Yeah, don't know. I do know that, um, yeah, we don't have enough concern for the well-being of these players. <coughs> and we made this about, you know, we just, you know, we care about them when they're on the field for our teams. And when they're not, we have, you know, we take issue. And, you know, and sometimes we make jokes. And sometimes, you know, we just, I don't know. But again, I think we don't, we don't concern ourselves with enough of the well-being of these players. Now, of course, if, I mean, obviously, if we did, then we would probably not be big football fans in the first place. I mean, yeah. Because like my dad used to always say that we just, you know, we have, we like, <clears throat> we got violent energy in us, you know, people. And that watching things like football is how we get that violent energy out without, you know, being personally violent to each other. And... I, you know, I think he was, he was definitely on to something there. And, look, I mean, the way we watch football, right? I mean, we all, we, you know, big hits, you know, we love them. <clears throat> and you see people complaining that the game has been made soft by outlawing certain hits, you know, and all that kind of thing. Um... Yeah, but we like the violence, we do.
And that's, that's, you know, we do. We absolutely do. And let's not pretend that, uh, let's not pretend that, you know, we're some high-minded individuals or something, you know. Because we're not. <clears throat> you know, we have opportunities to be good to each other. And sometimes we take those opportunities, right? And when we do, when people do, you know, give them credit. But you should never pat yourself on the back too much. Because, look, we're being... I don't know. It's kind of hard to square. All right, well, let's make jokes about Antonio Brown, you know, and somehow being concerned about his well-being. So I don't know. Um, and I'm rambling here, right? I'm rambling because, like, this isn't something with a neat and tidy answer. Um, it just isn't. And it just, I don't know. We got to do better, that's all I can say. Um, and whatever his deal is, you know, hopefully it's something that is solvable or resolvable or something. And then we can, you know, he can get to resolving it or doing better. <coughs> uh, as far as him being done in the NFL, probably. Because, I mean, because the biggest thing is, you know, not about any of the morals or whatever. It, it's about that he can't be relied on to be present and to participate consistently. And that'll get you run out of there more than anything. Um, There's just an inability to be there. Um, just like just like an acting, right? In Hollywood or whatever, right? You know, um, if you make your... Look, if you make your call to be on set and you're there and you do the work, you know... Like you can get blacked out drunk the night before, high as a damn kite, and, you know, if you're there, and you're there on time when it's time to shoot, and you're in order when it's time to shoot, then, you know, they'll keep you working, right? But, you know, when you start missing things, then they get you out of there. So Antonio Brown is at the point where he's like, he's missing stuff. And so he probably is out of there soon, or yeah, something or other. But anyhow, <coughs> anyhow, enough of the uh, Antonio Brown stuff. <laughs> now onto the Washington football team. <laughs> well, and getting to my Washington football team. Um, lost again. So I think they are officially out of the playoff chase, I believe. If they're not officially out, then they're figuratively out for sure. And we did what we always do, which is try to create a distraction. <laughs> and what I mean is that they announced that on February 2nd, they're going to unveil the new team name. Because that's pretty much all we got to hang on right now. <laughs> but, um, you know, they think they released the four finalists. I think one of them was like Red Wolves, and I, I forgot what the rest of them were. But that's what we do. 
Don't win on the field, but you know, shiny object over here. Look at this. <laughs> and look, I have no idea what's going to be. Um, I don't really have a preference. The important thing was that you know they got rid of the name Redskins. course no topic for the Washington football team would be complete without a local radio interview of either Mike Shanahan or Jay Gruden because you know the local radio guys love talking to them for some reason so Jay Gruden was on with some local on the local radio stations and he said, well, you know, I don't want to cause any controversy, which means, of course, that you're about to. But, you know, I wouldn't have changed the name. Bro. Nobody cares. Well, I guess some people care what you think, but you were an embarrassment as a head coach here. Okay. And. The only reason that the local radio guys like Jay Gruden so much is because he was at the helm when, you know, the great Satan, Robert Griffin III, was run out of town, okay? And they love him for that because the local radio guys hated Robert Griffin III, and to an extent, they still don't like him. And a lot of that is because, well, quite frankly, he didn't talk to them very much when he was here, right? Um, he talked to national media, and the local guys hated him for that. So, when things started to go sideways on the field, you know, they went to town on him in every way imaginable. And... They do every little thing out of proportion. And they were openly cheerleading for Kirk Cousins to take his job. And, you know, Jay Gruden was in charge when, you know, Griffin was finally run out of here. And he was a big force behind that. And so local radio guys love him for that. And, you know, they love Mike Shanahan still because Mike Shanahan was, you know, one of the first to express displeasure with Robert Griffin III. So they keep bringing those guys back here for, you know, local radio stuff or interviews and whatnot, even though they're both long gone, even though things ended badly in both of their cases as head coaches, and neither one of them is a guy that you should bring back here to, you know, celebrate in any kind of way. Or, or who you should bring back to you know, speak to as some type of wise man on any subject. I mean, I mean, Jay Gruden's a dope. But anyhow. We'll see what happens with the new name. And I'm sure if you, you know, when you go on Twitter after the unveiling, there'll be a bunch of people hating on it because that's what Twitter does. But that's for me. Let's see what we can do in draft this year, I guess. <laughs> and that's about it for the football this week. No, actually it's not. Because there's one more thing. This is just how vile an organization the NFL is. Alright, so you know, mask requirements went back up in California. Super Bowl is supposed to be in California this year. So now, according to reports, the NFL is looking possibly to move the venue. And they were looking at, you know, um, Arlington, Texas, Jerry World. And this is just, I mean, this is the NFL for you, right? They are so, you know, wed to the aesthetic of people being in a stadium and cheering and all of that. Where you can see everybody's faces and all of that. They're so wed to the aesthetic that they'd rather have the COVID bowl 
<laughs> then, then have it in a stadium with a mask requirement, and there'll probably be some capacity restrictions also, or whatever. Of course, that sums up America as far as COVID. I'm going to get to that now. Okay, well, I was going to get to us in COVID, but first, I have to comment on something I saw on Twitter. All right. So there's a quoted tweet, and it has a picture, has a little video of it says, Marines perform boarding exercises with jetpacks and land on a high-speed ship. So, and they're showing this guy, he has on like a, a, you know, a harness with, he has on some gauntlets that are propulsion, like Iron Man, I guess, and showing him flying to, you know, onto a ship, you know, like, like a Navy vessel or something from, you know, another smaller boat, right? So that's the quoted tweet. And, be honest, it is it is a really cool video, right? But you know the 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 person quoting it, you know, says as a caption, "All we wanted was healthcare." <laughs> and look, this if you want a better summation of like our mismatched priorities in this country, that's it right there, because it is true that. We just want healthcare. I mean, and and like, and a lot of people do have healthcare of some kind. But what it means is that like our healthcare system is so disjointed in terms of who can get what and how much it costs and all that kind of thing. And yet we have money for you know jetpack marines. <laughs> and high-speed ships to fight in wars that have little to no chance of actually happening, right? I mean, the the chances of us getting in any type of large-scale shooting war with anybody is almost zero right now, <clears throat> okay? Um, mainly because... It would cost too much for you know everyone involved. I'm, and I'm saying that because it's not out of any you know enlightenment or whatever. People like to fight. Um, and people like conflict. So, you know, that's always going to be a thing. But lar large scale military conflict you know uh, between nations it's just not a thing that's likely to happen anytime soon so <sighs> to keep ramping up these measures as far as military equipment and all that kind of stuff right now is ludicrous. Alright, and it's it just is, and because we're gearing up for a war that we are not going to fight. We have little chance of fighting anytime soon. I mean honestly <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy, but there's probably there's probably a greater chance that being in like an alien invasion or something than some large-scale shooting war between countries. So, I just, yeah. And meanwhile, you know, we have, still have people that can't get regular access to a doctor. Still can't, you know, get regular access to any, you know, services or other kinds.
right? I mean, we still got homeless, you know, all over this country, which is ridiculous. And you say, well, well we got homeless shelters in all these different places. I mean, what does it tell you that, you know, some homeless people would take their chances on the street before the shelter? All right. Um, and of course, I mean, you know, like some of there are you know, a lot of homeless. They've got other issues, but we shouldn't have homeless people, right? There should be adequate facilities for anyone who, you know, does not have a home of their own. And yet, you know, but we have, of course, there are people here in this country who think that, you know, it would be a problem if the if homeless people were quote unquote living too well. You know what? I don't care. Right? I mean, if the homeless shelters are quote unquote better accommodations than, you know, my own house that I live in right now, I have no problem with that. Okay. I just I have no problem with that. It's fine. Okay. I know, you know, there's a sense, you know, you know, through a lot of us that, you know, because, you know, we did this, we worked this hard and we got this education and we did this and did that, that, you know, we should have better things than certain other people just ba on the basis of, you know, the labor we put in or whatever and, I mean, look, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I was not involved <laughs> in me being born, right? I mean, me being born to the parents I was born to has as much, if not more, to do with me being where I am today than any amount of labor I put in, all right? Um, simple as that so I mean yeah I mean I've done the work with what I've been given but I mean I'm, I'm not magically entitled to a you know, better you know material life than someone who didn't go to college or you know someone who's homeless right I mean, you know, you know, because, um, you know, the new mayor in New York, you know, use the term low-skilled workers to refer to some people, and, like, brother, if you have not waited on tables, and I've said this before here, okay, that, that is a skill, okay, I did, I did it when I was in high school, and I was never more tired after a day of work than when I was doing that, okay, and, you know, if you're going to be good at the job, you know, you need to memorize an entire menu so that you don't have to keep, so that you don't have to go back and ask okay. questions about well, what's in this dish, what's in that one, all right? And you got to deal with people's attitudes. It requires a certain amount of patience. Okay, those are skills. All right, so the people who do that, if, if waiters and waitresses made more money than I did, then you know what? I'd be perfectly fine with that because I'm not trying to be on my feet all day and for eight hours or more. And I'm not trying to put up people's attitudes. Okay. I'm not. So the people who do that and understand there are people who like doing that kind of work. And that's another thing I think, I mean, That is kind of I don't know. Um, well, another thing because you know because we you know put you know being college educated and whatnot on such a pedestal here, right? And we put certain kind of work on a pedestal, and then 
you know, and look, if you have one of the jobs that we don't put on the pedestal, we call you a low-skilled worker. Right, but it, it's a skill to do a lot of that stuff. Right, it is a skill, you know, Starbucks baristas who have to get your order right when you go in and you order a grande, extra hot, extra skinny, double chai, whatever, whatever, right? And then and you go in there and it's, you know, 7.30 in the morning and it, and you know, there's like a dozen other people in there and in line and they're all ordering different variations of different drinks and you got to get all that stuff straight and get everybody drink right. Like, that's not for the fainted heart, right? That's, that's not something you can do if you don't have a, you know, quick wit and good recall and all of that kind of thing, right? I mean, hell, being a custodian and cleaning a building, right? Yes, there's a skill to that. Why? Because people who work in those buildings expect them to be completely immaculate. And just, I mean, I dare say that most of us, when we clean our own houses, we don't do it with that type of detail. <laughs> All right. And that requires, again, patience. It's, it's hard work. It's manual labor. No reason why that people who do that shouldn't get paid well. No reason. And if they happen to get paid more than you with your college education, so be it. Right? I mean, they're doing work that you're not trying to do. Okay? I mean, you know, I've you know, my dad was a church custodian for a few years, and I helped him sometimes. And again, that is work that after doing a little bit of it, I decided I would rather not do. You know, and we tend to look down on custodians here. So, I mean, for me, that's work that I don't want to do. It's work that needs to be done, right? I mean, the people who do that work have every right to make it a lot of money doing it. All right? I don't feel slighted or, you know, whatever. <laughs> right? I don't. It's fine. And particularly since, I mean, we're talking about people who, you know, because of the work they do, can't get to a doctor when they need one, right? Can't afford child care when they need it, right? Can't buy food like they need to, right? I mean, does it really mean that much to you? your college degree to be making more than people who clean up buildings? Does it really make that, does it really, or people who serve you food, does it really matter that much that you'd rather those people live in poverty and not be able to afford basic things? Like, does it really matter to you to make more than those folks because you went to college and you worked hard? And blah, blah, blah. Those people work hard every day. All right. I dare say they work harder than you sitting at your desk. And they should be able to afford basic health care, basic, you know, child care, right? Um, they should be able to afford going on vacation. Right, I mean, I think the world would be a lot better place if more people could do that. 
definitely better than it is now. You know, with, with you lording your college education over these people and acting as if it entitles you to, you know, make more and be able to do more of this and more of that. And then, come on. But yeah, you know, circling back to the original catalyst of the segment. Um, yeah, we got, I mean, we got a guy on a jetpack. You know, and a wannabe Iron Man, right? <laughs> you know, we're, we're doing that. You know, high-speed military boats. Right, we're doing all of that. And, you know, basic people can't afford basic stuff. Oh, basic people, I'm sorry, that, that was, no. <sighs> Not basic people, okay? Regular, <laughs> y'all know what I mean, okay? I'm not calling y'all basic, okay? If anybody's basic around here, it's me, okay? <laughs> okay, but anyway, you know, just, man, priorities, what are we doing? Now we'll talk about COVID. <laughs> well, because we have failed. Yeah, you know, on COVID, you know, from the top of the government on down, we have failed. Um, look, I don't come on here and celebrate politicians. I don't come on here and I don't normally jump down the throat of politicians who I did vote for and do like. Um, but in this case, I think some heat should get thrown towards the president. Um, they put, you know, all their chips on people getting vaccinated. Um, and we're at a, you know, time where you should not be out here betting on People doing something simple and responsible like getting vaccinated. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is, I mean, if there was ever a time where the, the quote from Men in Black, you know, like the person is smart, but people are stupid, paranoid, et cetera, et cetera. This, we're living in it right now. Because, you know, the anti-vaccine hysteria has, you know, taken hold of just enough people to keep the vaccination rate down to where we couldn't really stop the spread of the virus. So now the virus is being spread because it's being spread worse now because people did get vac some people did get vaccinated and they rushed back out into you know to live a quote unquote regular life again <clears throat> and the people who were not vaccinated went out and joined them. Um because quite frankly, we weren't willing to put enough shame behind it. And we weren't willing to do what needed to be done. And which is people who are anti-vaccine people should have been properly shamed. And properly not allowed to play in the reindeer games. But we didn't do that. Because we were afraid, I think. Um, we did not want to alienate friends and family, even though some people have taken that step, but most of us did not. And look, you need vaccination rate needs to reach a certain level to essentially eradicate the virus. We're not close to that. And... As the infection rates have gone up, we have, you know, we haven't had proper testing facilities, or you know, in terms of volume, right? And like the administration basically, at least seems like they, you know, backed down or backed off of, you know, more testing facilities because they figured, you know, vaccination would do the trick. So now we got testing facilities are backed up. I'll get out. <clears throat> and, you know, workplaces are being 
don't have a set, you know, rules in place for people who are testing positive. Um, it's kind of wild, wild west out there. And so basically, if you work at some place that wants you to be there bad enough, they will, and if the state laws allow it, they will play fast and loose with the, you know, reporting requirements and the stay-at-home requirements, you know. Because they want the people in there working. And they'll take their chances with the virus. Um... Now, to be fair, you know, the administration has been hit with some lawsuits in some places over trying to, you know, put in certain mandates. Um, and that's just the height of stupidity. Now, we have states where they have, you know, outlawed mask mandates, where, the, you know, the governors wanted to, you know, try to outlaw mask mandates at the local level, right? which, of course, is the height of irony. All these people who, you know, tout the wisdom of local government, you know, when local government does something they don't want, then they, then they want the state to be able to override the local government, right? But, um... You know, we never had anything approaching a real lockdown. And... Yet you have people talking as if there was. <clears throat> because God forbid they, you know, had to go more than, you know, two weeks without you know, being able to sit down in an Applebee's. Right? I mean, that, that, that's where we are. That's, that's where it was. That's where it was last year. Which I don't understand. Because I've eaten in Applebee's enough times to know that it sure as hell ain't worth catching COVID to go there. It ain't worth catching COVID to sit down in any chain restaurant, to be perfectly honest. You know, I haven't been to a chain restaurant and sat down eating in one since before COVID. You know, I ain't doing it now. All right. Hell, I'd rather not, you know, I'm not big on even going in to pick something up and standing around in there too long. Alright, I mean, the extent to which I was willing to go out and be around people was when I went to the wrestling show. You know, a couple of weeks ago. But even then, everybody was masked up. And that was it for me. Right? Um, I may go to the monster truck thing with my son in February, but that's about it. Because what we're doing ain't working here. Um... And they, I mean, it obviously goes back to when Trump was in office and they didn't want to, they didn't want to do anything approaching any type of lockdown and they didn't want to even have centralized rules for mask wearing and things of that nature. So it's just been a mess all over the place. Um, and, you know, the Biden administration put entirely too much faith in people to do the right and smart thing on this. And now that I think they're paying for it. And it, well, we're all paying for it, to be honest. But, you know, we're to blame for this, largely, because we wanted so badly to get back to normal. Right? That we rushed everything. Um, and going back to the, previous, to the previous segment, if you want a reason why they wouldn't be a shooting war between countries right now that's another reason because <laughs> we would all get tired of it <laughs> right I mean but anyway it's just yeah like we as a society have failed here <clears throat> when it comes to this from top on down you know we all got ourselves to blame that's from, again, that's from elected officials down to just us. And now we're kind of, we're at the point again where, you know, people are 
catching COVID and other people are afraid, you know, scared to death that they're going to catch it. And, you know, you have some people that say, well, everybody's going to get it at some point. I don't know when it's going to be over, but I know I'm shifting, you know, well, I never, you know, I never ended my particular individual protocols as far as mask wearing and all of that. And, well, you know, our society is breaking from the inside. So, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Gotta let it play out, I guess, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Anyhow, all right, let's keep going. I'm sorry to end on a somber note, but that's, that's going to be it for this week. Um, Happy New Year once again. And so this is the final episode of what I'm calling Season 2. Next week, we will be on to Season 3. The Special Extravaganza. And also, be on the lookout, you know, those of you who listen on Spotify. Um, I'm going to try to have the... the, the first of my musical episodes finished um, for sometime next week. But anyway, a um, few plugs. I was on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Um, that episode is up now. And as always, you can find me on the Mindless Wrestling podcast with DJ and Jason. You know, if you are a wrestling fan, you can hear me talk about it there. Um, and other than that, you know, um, man, well, I hope and pray that you are not catching COVID. Uh, my prayers go out to those of you who have to go into a basically COVID hot zone every day for work. Um, And, um, you know, just hoping and praying that one day we get, we truly get to the other side of this. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, look, I have faith in some of you, but I don't have faith in all of you. <laughs> and it's going to be, it's going to come down to how we deal with those people. <laughs> But anyhow, look, as always, as always, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And God bless you guys. I'll talk to you next week.